Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of The Energy Report with your host, me, Rebecca Conran, here on the New Story Podcast. And this podcast is all about how we rewrite our own personal stories using spiritual tools. No matter what your life experience has been, how you were conditioned growing up, what the issues and traumas you've faced are, everybody has the ability to take control of their lives and to be their the creator of their reality. And that's really what this podcast aims to do, is inspire people to um, stay on that path. You know, it's not an easy one. Uh, it's not an easy one to be free. Being free, I think a lot of people associate it with Oh, I'll be happy when I'm free. Maybe freedom means happiness to them. But to me, freedom is um, being able to sink into uncertainty and just allow for it. Just allow for life to unfold. One of the biggest transits that I'm reading about for 2024, as we know, we're going to spend most of the year with the new um, Pluto and Aquarius transit. And I think that's going to really lighten things up. We're switching from very deep and heavy earth energy. Not that earth energy is typically heavy, but we have had a lot of heaviness with the Pluto in Capricorn at the final degrees. Um, and we're switching to a more intellectual, um, more curious, um, it's about communication. It's about socializing. Um, it's about, seeing from other people's perspectives. So we're switching to the air element and it can really lighten things up, especially in the beginning degrees of um, Pluto. Of course, there's going to be three or four months at the end of the year when Pluto retrogrades like it does every year. When it touches again, that fucking 29th degree of Capricorn. But you know what? We know all about that by now. We know all about that. So We've got plenty of time to um, for some real magic to happen next year. Does it seem like that with the way that the world looks? No. Should we expect to win a million dollars? Absolutely not. And I, I'm not sure that that should be anybody's goal anyway. If that happens to us, that's great. You know, financial financial security is a is a wonderful thing. But again, freedom is. Being able to sit in the uncertainty and still feel secure. Um, Secure in our own choices, secure in our own creation, secure in our own power and authority. That is freedom. So having security as things fluctuate, and things do fluctuate financially in the world. They just do. That's just a... a, um, a fact of life. It's not an up, up, up trajectory for anybody, for me, for anybody. You know, there are ebbs and flows to it. And that's something that we really need to be in touch with. But the Jupiter Uranus um, uh, transit, you know, we're going to be fucking surprised. That's something that I've found by having this as a natal placement. I have natal Jupiter conjunct uh, Sagittarius, I mean, uh, Uranus, both in Sagittarius. And there are surprising things that happen for me. Um, sometimes they've been shocking and sometimes they've been amazing. And for me, you know, I think the biggest, um, 
the biggest lesson I've learned with that placement is to is to expect the unexpected um, and that opportunity and luck and gifts are, I'm not going to see them coming beforehand. They're going to come as a surprise um, and just assume that they're going to come. Assume that things are going to work in your favor, um, but let go of the control of what that looks like and how that is in your life and just be in your appreciation and your, um, and your optimism, uh, really seeing the glass half full at every opportunity. And um, I think that this is a moment when surprising things could happen um, and surprising things come together and just out of nowhere. So I'm excited to see how that unfolds in 2024. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about before I get into the weekly energy report too, and I'm going to do a, a mini um, podcast on this is uh, in six weeks time, I'm going to be in the UK and I'm originally from the UK and, um, my voice is going to change and it's probably going to feel weird to you guys because you guys are, um, know me as a very American sounding person. Um, but I definitely have two accents, almost like two languages that I speak when I was growing up, um, I moved to the States when I was eight and I, we moved to Michigan. And when I was going to school, my, no one could understand anything I was saying <laughs> because I'm from the North and in the North, the accent is quite broad. And when I was younger, it sounded a lot like this. Um, now my accent is very, um, it's a little bit more homogenized, but, um, when I went to school, I had to speak one way so that people could understand me. And I had to, I really picked up a lot of Americanisms because nobody knew what the car boot was. And I'd have to repeat myself over and over and over again so people could understand myself. So eventually I just started to speak with an American accent. And I think that's normal for young people. But when I would go home, my parents um, would uh, punish me for speaking with an American accent. So I had a British accent when I was at home. And this, for about eight years, <laughs> for the next, as long as I lived at home, um, I had sort of a double life when it came to my voice. Uh, when I went to school, I was very American. And when I was at home, I had to be very English. And my brain just began naturally switching it on and off. So even now, if I speak to my parents, um, my English accent just, it just pops on like this. I'll be like, hello, mom, you all right then? Um, and all of a sudden I have, you know, an English way of speaking. And when I'm living in England, this is probably going to be how I'm speaking most of the time. Um, but for you guys, it's going to be quite an adjustment because it's not going to sound like me, but it is me. Um, and I, I think of it nowadays, I think I had a lot of shame about it when I was in my teens and early 20s. I felt really ashamed. Like um, I had a couple boyfriends who were like, what the fuck's wrong with you? 
<laughs> and I'd be like, it's just, it just is my, I just naturally switch back and forth. Um, I think anybody who's lived in two countries can understand how this happens or speaks two languages. Um, you know, there are differences. So um, I'm just uh, letting you guys know in advance. It'll still be me. It's not going to be AI or somebody who's taken over my body. <laughs> it's going to be um, English me. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of the way I write um, is very English. Um, the way I use grammar and my um, sense of humor, I think, is quite English. So I think there's like a few things that are already very influenced that they're not going to change. Um, but um, yeah, so I invite you to welcome British me into <laughs> the future. And, uh, you know, um, just know that I know it's weird, too that my accent is gonna change. Um, but anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get into the energy report for this week. I'm still American right now, I'm gonna do it as I normally would here in America. I'm gonna wait for that switch to happen naturally and organically. It's probably just gonna be when I'm in the UK. So until then, here I am. Um, so we've got this week, the December 25th to the 31st is the last week of 2023. It's the last week of this seven numerology energy, this energy of patience and planning um, before we move into the karmic, um, reaping what you sow energy of eight. And eight is all about empowerment and um, claiming your self-authority and it's a doing, it's a doing type energy. So it's going to be a big shift next year from this year. And I think a lot of us have felt quite pulled back, um, hindered maybe even. And I think some of that is going to really shift for us uh, in the new year. So we start the week with Christmas Day. And there's a trine between the Venus and Scorpio and Neptune and Pisces. And to me, this says that there maybe is some ways of getting to a deeper level with our loved ones, with our family members on this day. I invite you to go deep, to go there with people, to not allow ourselves to be engulfed in denial as we might see other people. Life is short. Life is short. It's too short to not speak your truth and not speak your mind and not ask for what you need in terms of giving and receiving love. Um, we've got a little uh, fire truck going by, so I'm just letting it pass. Are people going to meet us where they're, we're at? Maybe. Will they put up a fight before they actually put things into motion? Sometimes, yeah. You know, but just imagine that debate and confrontation are healthy parts of the human dynamic. Of course, yelling and arguing and name calling are not healthy parts of the dynamic. But sometimes we do have to get a little agitated and really step up to the plate. And so to me, this says, um, you know, today the energy is about healthy debate. It is about 
needing change in the world and needing to speak our truth. And if we can't do that with our loved ones, then who can we do that with? Um, so take those opportunities. We're definitely going to feel some attention, some tension building because we've got the full moon coming in on Tuesday. And this is a full moon in Cancer. And so it's a very moony moon. Not only that, but Chiron is going to go direct on the same day. So it's going to be easy to conflate some of our debate and things going on with our deeper wounds, you know, past the Brussels sprouts might be uh, sound like an attack <laughs> if we have a history with somebody who's going to be at Christmas dinner. Um, some of those triggers are going to be really touchy and on the surface. Take your time. Go for a walk. Put your spiritual practice first. You don't have to be with your family members 24-7. Go and take an hour to yourself to just breathe, meditate, check in with yourself, call in your guides, etc., etc. because this is a very sensitive moment. Um, the moon is, a, is at home in the feminine energy of Cancer, but full moons are points of emotional release. Chiron is the wound where the light gets in. So these are the wounds that we carry from our earliest impressions about our identity that um, cause us suffering, but they also prompt us to grow spiritually. And today we're going to be feeling that at a maximum and possibly even um, the day before as well. Cancer energy in its element it's the mother we've always needed, and it's being an example of exquisite mothering in the world. What better example than to go and mother yourself when you need to? It's a wonderful, it's an excellent example to give to those around you um, of self-care and self-love. This moon is, it's just very, very sensitive because it's touching on our deepest hurts. And because Chiron's in identity, it's like, who am I? And the pain that we might feel about not being able to be who we really are with our families and things like that. It took me such a long time to show up fully in my own family without making myself small or hiding away because my family is very much invested in me not being who I want to be. Um, and that is because of their religious ideas and their beliefs, because for me to thrive would make them wrong. <laughs> so they're invested in things not working out for me in the way that I want them to work out for me. And it took me a long time to not hide those places away and to not be hurt by everything that my family members did and said. Um, but that said, I also don't spend a tremendous amount of time, um, in close quarters with most of my family. Um, and that has come from needing to have healthy boundaries around how much I can really tolerate to be in the presence of people who I don't really have anything in common with, who I'm not going to change their mind, they're not going to change mine. And so it's kind of like, all right, well, how much time do we really have to spend together? Um, what's really, where, what are we really going to get to here if there's no common ground? And so these are all things that could be coming up around this 
full moon. Or you could be spending Christmas alone for the very reasons that I've just mentioned too, that it is too difficult to be with family. Um, or maybe just circumstances. Maybe your loved ones are working or something is going on. Maybe you couldn't travel to see them and you're by yourself. And, you know, this this full moon is it's just so personal and so sensitive. So a few things to remember for this full moon that really are important for um, these themes under cancer. The first thing is that taking care of others who don't help themselves is a form of enabling, and it's actually perpetuating another person's suffering along with your own. Don't usurp the responsibilities of others through your control unless you're invited to help and the person's willing to do the work for themselves with your support. Being a martyr or a savior, it's just another way that you can bypass your own responsibilities. So taking care of others who don't help themselves can also be making excuses for people. If they're uncomfortable with a certain subject, um, making yourself small, hiding your own beliefs away, um, all of those things where we don't let someone have their honest reactions and, and their honest feelings about something. You know, if they are negative, That's a part of what we need to experience too. We need to be able to take care of ourselves in those moments and really back ourselves up, not just silence ourselves and hide ourselves away. The second note here, it's never going to feel safe enough or comfortable enough to be vulnerable. It's not like, oh, I'll share that when I feel safe enough. Well, we're we're never really going to get there. Okay, we um, have to share and um, be vulnerable in spite of it not being comfortable. And confidence about being vulnerable with others is gonna come from the results of taking those risks. So have courage, be vulnerable and share, and get the support that you need. Um, And know that that's how you're gonna uh, overcome that, that feeling of fear about connection with others. We must acknowledge insecurities and share the truth about ourselves with others. And this is going to give us more peace because we're not going to be spending so much time on suppressing our feelings and we're not going to be spending so much time in our resentments because we'll feel seen and heard. So even if um, someone doesn't agree with what you say, sometimes it can allow you to release your need for their approval or whatever um, to share and to allow that intimacy with others. So again, more of just this whole theme of intimacy sharing, you know, and um, allowing ourselves to be who we truly are. It's a huge gift to be able to nurture others, but is there a mutual exchange? When the energy doesn't go both ways, we're actually subjecting ourselves to energy leakage or vampirism. So if we're taking care of someone else, they're never giving back. You know, do we have a friend who only ever calls and dumps on us and we don't ever feel safe enough that we can call them and vent to them? That's not an even relationship, okay? Friends, of course, venting is part of life. Sometimes that just happens. But if someone is always doing the venting and never holding the space, it's not a fair mutual exchange. 
Um, and this is what I say with to towards working with my clients too. Like it works with my clients, um, as any practitioner will say, because there's an exchange of energy going on. I'm giving guidance and my personal energy and someone is paying me and giving me resource energy. Um, and so in that way, there's an exchange going on and that exchange is beneficial for both people. Um, and when there isn't an exchange, then there's a lack of boundaries and then there's energy drainage, leakage, and that is unhealthy for us. Take care of yourself first, always. Put your own oxygen mask on. It's not selfish because how can you help anyone else if you don't have that vital life force energy you need to do so? And that's part of this full moon in cancer. And I think a lot of moms need to hear this too that are doing so much at home, taking care of everyone first. You really need to fill up your own cup. It's so important to not put yourself on the back burner. Mothers need to be mothered too, more than anybody else, because they are outputting so much caretaking energy. So make sure that you are getting what you need in return, or you're able to break away and take the time for yourself. Um, another note for this full moon, it's okay to say no if you don't feel right about something. The intuition, it's not rational. It doesn't need to be fully understood by your intelligence. You just need to trust it um, and follow through on it. So if you feel that something's a no um, over these few days of this these transits, and if you um, have something deep inside of you that you have a feeling of no about, if it's not a yes, it's a no. So have those boundaries in place and Know that you're allowed to say no, and it's a full sentence. The last note I have about this full moon is that your true home is always going to be the peace that you access inside of yourself. Your true home is the one that you carry around with you. And cancer is a sign of the crab. I'm a cancer. I'm a Mars and sun in cancer. Um, I do love my, ho my home uh, situations. I like to nest and have my little um, feng shui, uh, <laughs> shit worked out. I love to have the energy right in my home and to have my little plants and my little animals and the things that I like to take care of. And I love to be a hostess and feed people and things like that. But I am also not reliant on any of those things. Um, so that I don't feel a sense of crisis around my security. I know that I'm safe because I have my back, because I've got myself, um, I've got me to look out for me. And I feel that very strongly, you know, that sense of clarity and care around being my own best mother and father. And I'm a rising Capricorn too, so I definitely have that father energy in me as well. Um, and um, this is, you know, this is so important to us right now because our world is going through changes. It's going through changes. And if you've been listening to me since before the pandemic or around the pandemic, I've talked a lot about how my feeling from before the pandemic was that we have to learn to live with le less conveniences to be more connected to our communities for what we need um, in terms of support, in terms of 
food and care and resources and everything. We need to really connect in uh, our communities and live with less conveniences. So is it wonderful that we can have something shipped to us from Japan on a whim? That's awesome. It's amazing. But we shouldn't be so reliant on the conveniences that we've grown accustomed to as humans. We should still be able to say, okay, that's wonderful while I have these conveniences, but what would I do if I didn't have convenience? Um, how would I take care of myself? Could I still take care of myself? And I think these are really important things that we are going to make adjustments for in our world, um, especially over the next few years and especially with how things are going to shift um, with global warming and stuff like that. I feel like we really need to learn how to almost, you know, those um, old timey villages that they have sometimes in areas where you can go and work on it. You know, you can live in the past, basically, where you're like, schlepping water from the well and you're, um, you know, fetching the eggs from the chickens and you're mucking out the horse stables or whatever it is. You're baking bread. Um, these are some more of the more important things that we need to tune into. And I'm not saying we need to all go live off grid whatsoever. I'm saying that see if you can make your life just a little bit less convenient for yourself in terms of um, maybe you go and pick up your food <laughs> instead of getting it delivered. Maybe you, um, maybe you, I don't know how it might, how you might facilitate it, but try to make your life a little bit less convenient in terms of more connection with your community and less of that a robot sends me everything that I need. Um, all right, that's going to be the end of my little digression onto that. Wednesday of this month, uh, of this week, the 27th, it's a pretty interesting day because we've still got that Chiron energy and the full moon energy going on. And we've got Mercury, which is still retrograding conjunct Mars, and they're both in Sagittarius. And this is the theme of this is kind of ideas in motion. So the degree for Sagittarius, um, I'm going to read it to you from Inside Degrees by Elias Lonsdale. I love this book because I like to, it's not like it's easy to understand sometimes, <laughs> but it's nice to take what you need from the reading. Um, if something stands out, great. If it doesn't, maybe it's not for you. But this on this day, we've got ideas in motion and they're around these themes. Methodology, technique, the how of things. Immersing yourself in the field of new ideas, fresh approaches, and innovative paths. Imaginatively and energetically. Exposing yourself to possibilities, visions, ways to evolve. The body's wisdom musically in touch and in tune, sensing the resonance of cellular awakening. Eager and enthusiastic and bright, you have given over to the process, always in midstream, seizing upon opportunities, challenges, openings, needing to know just how it feels at the micro levels. What is it like to be free, to be joyous, to be unrestricted here in the body, in the world? 
You seek the full-on motivating spark of knowing of knowing what it feels like to be tuned out and discovering what it really means to be tuned in all the way. So if we're not feeling tuned in, we might experience this as just this yearning inside of us, right? And needing to act and maybe not sure how. But with the Sagittarius energy, it's always going to be about expanding our horizons, opening our minds, taking the philosophical, spiritual approach. Um, so those spiritual ideas, those intuitive ideas that have been coming in around our expansion, today is a day to really tune into how that fits into action, um, in our lives. Um, and you know, with Mercury also on this day, square Neptune in Pisces, we're in for a wake up call, a reality check. Got to get ourselves out of the denial and into the truth. Um, the higher truth. Um, on the next transit that is going to really, I mean, this is a big week, okay? The next transit that's really going to affect us is going to be Venus entering Sagittarius on the 29th. So the day before the 28th, we're going to be feeling it. Um, at the last degree of Venus in Scorpio, it could feel sensitive. You know, Venus is all about how we give and receive love, our beliefs and values around that. Um, and in Scorpio, there might be hidden things at that 29th degree where we don't believe we deserve the love that we really do deserve. And so we have to contend with some of those darker secrets that we hold about ourselves that are probably not true. Um, they're probably partly true. You know, there's terrible things that have happened to all of us but they certainly don't make us unlovable or terrible ourselves. And so we need to really be um, just committed to being a good mom to ourselves through this energy, really being there for ourselves. And again, paying attention to any self-discipline that we need to tap into that helps us to be loving and mothering to ourselves. And then on the 29th, Venus is going to enter Sagittarius. This is all about exploring your capacity for love. Venus in Sagittarius, it focuses on the appeal of spiritual love, um, exploratory, um, free love. Um, it helps us to release our stuckness to past memories and experiences by inviting in the new. So if v Venus in Scorpio stripped us back and informed us of our subconscious barriers to love, now Sagittarius is going to breeze in on a mission for us to find the highest love possible, that unconditional love, that compassionate love, that spiritual love. So we're going to bond with others at this time through our mutual need for freedom, being open to that and, and allowing others to have the same freedom that we require for ourselves. We want to connect with other, others on a philosophical level right now and spend time with people who share similar beliefs and values so that we can kind of grow and debate in, in, healthy, in healthy, joyful ways where we feel like our mind's expanding. Expand your horizons and giving and receiving love in all types of relationships when Venus is in Sagittarius. Now, the very next day, and so this is really also you know, this whole week is very much, um, has some of these themes going on as this transit happens, but Jupiter is going to turn direct in Taurus on Saturday. 
the 30th and Jupiter is, you know, Sagittarius is Jupiter's natural ruler or Jupiter is Sagittarius natural ruler and Jupiter prompts our spiritual expansion. And in Taurus, in Taurus, we're really meant to prioritize de-stressing, conscious rest and relaxation, recognizing when enough is enough, listening to our physical senses and our bodies. The wisdom of the universe is found in connection with our senses and our physical carriers, our bodies during this time. And that's for all of us. Um, our spiritual lives are going to become more focused on getting out of our neurotic, neurotic heads and into our sensory bodies. And we're going to benefit from this by experiencing more quiet, more peace within. That's the appropriate way to be expanding right now is through peace. Now is not the time for spiritual tourism. Shortcuts aren't going to do. We need to harness the magic of the universe through our daily practice of peace. Taurus is often seen as the bull, but it's a male cow. <laughs> okay. It's out there in the sun. It's chewing, 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 chewing. <laughs> it's taking its time. And it's digesting, then it's moving slowly, then it's resting. It's fucking chilled the fuck out, okay? <laughs> so our spiritual expansion comes through us really dedicating our, our lives to simplicity and really looking for that access into peace um, through our senses and through being really embodied um, in a more um, direct way you know, really experience and savor eating food. Take some deep breaths, feel it in the body, you know, get on the floor right now and do some downward dog and just let your body stretch two minutes of your time and just feel the body. Ooh, what feels like what, where? Get in the shower, give yourself a little massage, get the lymph moving. Become more tuned into this physical carrier and um, a lot more tuned into a more patient and slow way of moving through your experience. All right, friends. So that's this week. What a huge week for us. Full moon on Tuesday in Cancer with Chiron going direct, Venus entering Sagittarius on Friday, and then Jupiter direct on Saturday. We're still in Mercury retrograde. Please drive carefully, pay attention, take it easy, take it slow. I'm offering a $75 discount right now on sessions and packages um, using the code fall promo. Well, actually I forgot what it is. Hold on, I'm gonna get this for you right. Where are you? Here we are. New year 24, fall promo. New Year 24, and I'm going to link that in the show notes, and that will get you $75 off um, until January the 15th, 2024, so that um, a little bit of a boost for people who want to, you know, get a little bit of support as we move through into the new year. I'm sending you guys so much love. When I speak to you next, it's going to be almost 2024. It'll be a new year. Um and I'm excited about it. I've got so much on the horizon. 
so many big changes. Um, and I'm just headlong into it <laughs> as a cancer. All this Sagittarius energy I have is uh, very helpful in sort of really being excited for change and excited for big um big adjustments. And so I, I have them. I'm sure you have them. And it's something to be optimistic about. It doesn't mean that we expect that everything go our way or that we expect to not run into any difficulties, but we can expect that we'll overcome any difficulties. You know, life is always edging us forward. Um, and the more that we can be clear and in our choice and in our creative potential, um, the more peaceful that it is to go through that process. So I'm sending you so much love into the new year. Visit me at www.rebeccaconran.com for my sessions or to work with me directly. Again, using my fall, uh, my winter promo, New Year 24 um, for a $75 discount. And thank you to our Patreon supporters who help to... Uh, make this report available, sending you lots of love. If you want to donate any amount to the availability of this podcast, you can to at Rebecca-Conran on Venmo. All right, lots of love, friends. I'll talk to you soon.